Quiet in the studio. We're rolling. Rolling? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're rolling. Rolling, rolling. <laughs> well, hello there. This is AbFab, your delightful, delicious, lovely, always digital pub landlord of this wonderful digital pub called Cheshire Masses. And we have the wonderful but extremely irritable Statsman with us tonight. Say hello, Mark. <laughs> hello. Are we all right? I think so. I think cool. so. That was short and sweet. Well, I was just going to say a big hello to our lovely listeners as well. So. There you go. There was yeah. the prompt. And take notice, listeners, a bit of an afterthought. You were all there. Oh, yeah, no, right. You okay. just interrupted. Yeah. Okay. Now, we also have that very nimble man who seems to be getting about a bit. His name is Trevor Nichols, a.k.a. The Gazelle. Say hello, Trevor. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and back, fresh from his holidays and straight into a new job, it is The Raven. Say hello, Kakar. Yes, Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, listeners. Hope you're all having a great summer so far. Bit of a problem with the weather so far. Major issue on hairspray supply down in Ellesmere Port due to uh, the landlord having his hair done yet again. Uh, but uh, hope supplies resume to normal as soon as possible. Well, there you go. Right. Well, <laughs> I've got something to tell everybody right now. We oh, have. We How long is this going to take? No, it's not going to take long we, at we, all. We knew, we knew you'd come out of the closet or. <laughs> We have a traitor in our midst. A traitor. You're not going to believe this, guys, but what he did, this was disgusting. Who's this? Who's this? It is the statsman. That will be me. Hang on. What's, what's he done? What's he done? Oh, we this need is to disgusting. Know this away. Right. Now, <laughs> you know something. The BBC and not told us. <laughs> you, no, listen to this. Listen to this. You know that there's always a problem sometimes if. My wife and I put on AirPods at the same time. The phone call <laughs> bounces between AirPods. And she I was on the drive, just come in, and I looked and I saw my wife uh, coming to back the car into the drive. And I went, all right, here she is, the female version of Reginald Mole Husband <laughs> trying to park the car. Okay, And he's saying, ooh, I guess I know. And the next minute, the call switched. And I heard Jeanette as she was walking down the path saying, saying, Mark, hold on a second, hold on a second. And then the phone call switched back and I heard Mark saying, listen, Jeanette, he's slagging you off there. <laughs> he oh, is, he is having a total go. Stop he's- you should be... St- you might get it. You might even get snooted. This. Don't, don't worry. He was just slagging off your parking then. <laughs> and I let him go on, having to go at me, thinking that he was on the phone to my wife. I let him go on, and then I turned around and I went, "Is that right, Mark?" <laughs> Oh, this is fantastic. I think you are this week's person of the week, stats man. Thank you you are much, the yeah. tops. Oh, God, that was so funny. So funny. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. All he right. He doesn't listen to me talking to Mrs. Starkey about Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he does. Mm, yes. Okay. Ooh. Right. Yobs smashing up crew pride signs proves there is a need for the event. <laughs> the, the what, sorry? Yobs. <laughs> smashed up in crew pride signs and that is a reason for them to say well that proves that we need the event 
pride in crew. I think there's a little bit of subtle criticism going on there. Well, I think the logic is a little bit flawed, but there you go. Right, another one. Hotel which sacked staff to house asylum seekers faces legal action. Good. Yes. Where's that? Okay, I'm going to tell you. Shut up. Thank you. (laughs) It is the Stradley Park Hotel. Oh, gosh. And it's in Clenethley. (laughs) <laughs> it's in that place where you came from, where you were trying to imitate a Welsh-speaking person. Honestly, that's, that's the one. And Comedy uh, Bob Amsa. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I, you know, I bet you anybody in Wales would be saying, what the hell is he saying? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> he sounds like an asylum seeker. <laughs> well, they've got 77 rooms, and it's under plans by the Home Office, and they're going to be housing 241 asylum seekers. Now, I'm not going to go too much into that because we've got asylum seekers as our national. So let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Right, okay. Now, we all know what was going on during the week. The Culture Secretary was holding urgent talks with the BBC boss over the presenter and the sex pics scandal, and then BBC A-listers were forced to deny they're at the centre of these sex pics scandal. And then, guess who outed the person concerned? Couldn't believe it. It was his wife, Vicky Flind, (laughs) who outed her husband, Hugh Edwards, as the man who was involved and at the centre of this whole controversy. So, there you go. So, at the moment, he is suffering mental health problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... Uh, busted busted or as Mark uh, said yeah. earlier uh, he's <laughs> suffering from I got found out mm. if that I is the case it seems to be the norm and a rather routine sort of position to take on uh, being found out now in this country over serious yep. matters such as this doesn't it let's face it I'm just waiting for it to come out that he's got PTSD oh that'll be the other thing it'll be well, anything and everything that you know that's coming on uh, the police aren't going to investigate go ahead stats this hasn't finished, has it? It's escalating, isn't it? There's other people coming forward, and then oh, God knows what we're going to find here. Well, it's Is what they gonna, are they going to find worse things? They... Yeah. Mm. Go ahead, Steve. Honestly, a quick question here. Did Mark just say then? I've heard it right. The police or yourself? Are the police not? They're going not going to, to investigate. investigate. Why is this? Don't know. We haven't got a really, really clear reasoning for that, but I think maybe they might revise their decision. At a later date. Well, I, I'm getting sick and tired of the police not investigating anything, let alone serious matters, to be quite honest. Indeed, indeed. Well, let's move on because we don't want to spend too much time on that dross. We now know that there is trouble afoot for the BBC. How many people really do trust the BBC? Well, I don't. I don't. I don't, man. <laughs> I definitely don't. <laughs> well, that's four of us and our two listeners... Hands have just come up now and said, nope, there you go. Uh, What do you think? As soon as Mark Zuckerberg agrees to Elon Musk's challenge to a cage fight, there's then announced that Twitter is going to threaten, well, they've threatened to sue Facebook over Meta's, you know, new threads platform, which is a competitor to Twitter. So they're going to have a cage. I tell you what, this is a grudge match, you know. Yeah. Elon is going for it. He wants to beat them in the cage, and he wants to beat them in the courts. 
Do you know, I think they should have make it bare knuckle. <laughs> you just want to see blood and gore. Yeah, definitely. Just have weapons, fight to the death. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, indeed, indeed. All right, and there's a there's one other thing that I've seen, and it's 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 interesting. It's about the new statesman. And it's run by a, f- a chap called Fraser Nelson, who's actually turned it around. And because, because it wasn't making money before, the Barclay brothers uh, took out a massive loan with Lloyd's. And Lloyd's have actually taken control, I think, if I've got it right, taken control of the paper. And it's a, it's a right-wing newspaper, news um, publication. And it looks like, it looks like Murdoch is uh, looking to take it over. Uh, so that's something you know that's quite interesting to come forward with so there you go that's our roundup for this week and anybody else got any more comments come on traitor you you got any comments on what my wife's car parking (laughs) no oh he's gone silent he's frozen he's frozen out he's gone he's gone Oh, Steve, yeah, she got put up with John. <laughs> How she does that, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, all right, we're going to move on to the national. Now, this is quite contentious. Rishi, our man, Dishy Rishi Sunak, he says that his bloat, bloat, <laughs> his bloat, sorry, Trevor, I was looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> It's not going well for you tonight, landlord. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, he claims that his boat plan is working through record numbers. Uh, you know, although that the record numbers they've arrived over the weekend. Do you know how many arrived over the weekend? A lot. <laughs> Sixteen hundred and seventy-seven, which cancels yep. out the two thousand Albanians returned in just four days. So it's like, you know, one in, one out. I mean, you know, there you and go. Got so this barge coming over that's going to accommodate 500. It's not even, it's not uh, even going to tickle its fancy, is it? No, 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 no. Let me, let me just give a quick brief, okay? Prime Minister Rishi Sunak claims that his plan to prevent small boat crossings in the English Channel is working, despite a record number of over 1,000 people making the journey over the weekend. The Prime Minister acknowledges that crossings typically increase during the summer. Oh, really? Really? Wow. Would anybody guess that one? Well, There's some amazing logic going I on tell there. You. Deep thinking about um, the Prime Minister. But believes that his overall strategy is the right approach. Home office figures show that 686 migrants crossed the channel on 13 boats on Friday, the highest number in a single day this year. So can anybody tell me that they say they didn't see that coming? 13 boats. 13, that's unlucky. You know, there you go. So I'm going to go over to Stats, man. Go on, Stats. Thanks, yeah. After he said this, the four, it was the four days previous to his claim. It was nearly 1,700. So as you say, that totally wipes out, well, whatever, Albanians. He sent back 2,000. Yeah. So we've had 12,000 so far this year. Now, this is from the Home Office. So I really think the government need to, you know, all be singing from the same hymn sheet because they're not. The Home Office is expecting that crossings could reach 85,000, which is the equivalent of the last four years all put together. So yeah. his plan's working fandabby-dozy. If yeah, but it this, is. This is just the crossings on the channel. The, the net migration yeah. figures as a whole and in the hundreds of thousands, this is a complete nonsense that's being played out. 
It is, Steve. It's, it's, it's a bit of a distraction as well. I mean, you take that 85,000 off a million people who entered the country. We've still got a massive problem, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. It's huge. But, but the, another problem we've got is this migration bill is just getting watered down by the lefty lords, isn't it? And we're actually uh, set to send France another 500 million to let them carry on sending them. So that's good. It drives me absolutely ballistic. Sorry, chaps. I had an email from an organisation called Liberty who were running a campaign to have the uh, migration bill watered down, as has just been described. Mm. And um, I got an email to sign their petition. Um, it's probably best I don't say on air uh, what my email response was. Moving on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't believe that this guy is telling the truth. I do not believe for one instant that he's doing enough to actually stop everything. And on those barges that Trevor mentioned before, those barges are costing approximately 1.2 million each. They house 500 people and they cost £140,000 a month. And that is excluding any additional... Um, costs, which are to have a GP and a, a GP surgery on board. I don't know how many doctors are available, dentist, and any other form of services that are available. Security, I mean, they could say transport, taxis, things they, like yeah, that. Yeah, they could have everything. And the the biggest thing that I found out is that the the migrants get access to interest free loans. Oh yes, yes, integration well, they loans need- they're called. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm going to give way to Stats. Go on, Stats, the honour, like, yeah. honourable gentleman. We'll play the guessing game. Does anyone want to have a guess at the total annual cost of all the accommodation, the allowances, the healthcare and the school places? By the way, Go ahead. I think he's got the answer in front of him now. Go on. Go on. No, 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 no. Go on. <laughs> anyone want to have a guess? Uh, annually for the, is this for all the illegal billion. immigrants? Yeah. Uh, this right, is okay, I'll take a guess, Mark. I'm going to run out... Um, uh, around 90 to 95 million. If only, mate. 3.5 billion. I said 40 oh billion. Because yeah, I was oh anticipating <laughs> the summer being good and loads of them coming over. <laughs> Listen to this one. So the, the estimate of hotel costs alone, 2.2 billion a year. And that exceeds the government's leveling up budget and three times the government's investment in tackling homelessness. So we can see... Uh, we will bang on when we say we need to house our own first. They're not interested. They're in not the interested. They're, they're, no. they're, they're saying, and also, did you see that uh, one, of the, one of the government ministers came out and said that the Brits should actually welcome the migrants into their own homes mm, how to cut down this bill? Go ahead, Trevor. I've got a spare room, actually, and I don't, I'm not really too interested how good-looking she is. But anyway, <laughs> well, I just want to... Will the government ever get... If you do those gaps anymore, that's it. It's going to be death by mute. (laughs) Do it, do it, do it. (laughs) You can't mute me, landlord. I'm your favourite. You are my favourite, but you've got to stop those gaps. That's the word, creep. Favourite creep. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you was on holiday. Can't you go back? Can't you go back, yeah. Will the government... Will he ever get to grips with a boat problem? Nah. No, they're not going to do that either. Well, they're uh, not man, They're not utilising the legislation properly. And no. they can't get certain parts of the legislation through. You know, so they the Lord's... Yeah. Simply, unless they leave the ECHR. How many times have I said this? I'm sick to death yep. of saying it. 
they overturn all the UK's decisions. We've left the EU, come out to the ECHR. It's as simple as that. Dead simple. Now, Sunak is deluded. Oh, yeah. And is well out of balance with the public. The, the public feeling on this, as, as, we are fuming tonight, and that's just four of us. This cost, you're talking billions. Yeah. Four billions a year. That's wiping out all the profit we get, all the benefit we get from leaving the uh, the EU. Oh, he's squandering it. Around about fourteen billion, and it's just it's gone. And the, and there was the, what's his name uh, in the House of Commons today, just saying, "Well, Labour's got this. Um, they keep hugging this money tree. Nobody's spending more money than the Conservative Party." Oh God, God. Really, 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 really. It used to be millions when it was Labour. Now it's billions. Okay, stats, go ahead. You know, forget all this legislation and the European Court of Human Rights. Turn the boats back. Yeah, send them back to France. Stop sending money to France. Instead of that, send them the bill. Make them pay and return the boats back. They're shipping them over. And it's illegal. Maybe you're doing it. Why are they they letting them in? It's against our laws. We used to have the best Navy. Now they can't even stop French ships from sending migrants over. Pathetic and weak. We're Turn aiding and abetting back. them. Yeah, we are, yeah. Aiding and abetting them. Well, he's saying, he's saying, just one second. He's yeah. saying, okay, that when they go to put their bills through, the, you know, the migrant bills, they're getting thrown back by the Lords because they wanted to be able to go retrospectively to throw these people out. And the Lords threw that out. Now, I don't know what the Lords are playing at because they've got to be so out of touch with people. They want to go to those people who have been complaining in Clanethley. They want to go see those people and speak to them. So the bans on re-entry, settlement, and citizenship will still apply retrospectively to those who arrive illegally on or after the bill's introduction. So all the people that have arrived, safe. And when this bill is introduced, everybody that arrives afterwards not safe. So that's what he's saying. And he describes this bill, um, I'm talking about Sunak, as the toughest legislation proposed by any government to tackle the migration issue and expressed confidence in its progress through Parliament. When asked about defining success in stopping the boats and whether he would accept failure if the numbers remained the same, the Prime Minister pointed out that the trajectory of increasing numbers over the years has been a concern and that having lower numbers for five months of the year is a better outcome than expected. (laughs) Lower numbers? There's no real numbers set. So I... I, mm, There you go. Stats, did you want to have a comment on that? He's just full of crap. Do you know? (laughs) I'll tell you what, let's build some high-rise flats all around Westminster, and they can all go there, and then see how long it takes them to go, oh, I'll tell you what, let's send the boats back. Yeah. Let's Mm. get rid of them. John, this is clearly, clearly unsustainable. And the idea that we've got anybody in government or any other party who are prepared to do anything about this is is a complete nonsense. I actually think you were talking there about people in Llanethley protesting about this. This is now happening in towns and cities all over the UK. Yeah. To the points where people, the, the the undercurrents will be bubbling away all over the country to the point people will eventually say, we've had enough, and I think 
like we've all expressed recently, that we will be heading towards people uprising on the streets of this country for the sake of this country's future for our children and grandchildren. And I think we may be looking at civil disobedience. Totally agree, Steve. If you look in Tunisia, it's already started. Yeah. Uh, a local was attacked by migrants and the locals took revenge in a massive gang with weapons and it got real messy. Yeah. And the I'm police not, didn't I'm stop not them. condoning it, but these are the consequences, I'm afraid, of letting people into your country. Will it happen here? Will it happen here? I, I can't see it. Oh, oh, I can. You should have seen I the can. way that the I'm police... Sorry, You've just... Uh, nothing but a bunch of pussies. Mm. <laughs> no, he's right. Well, I, they didn't seem like pussies in Clonethly, I can tell you. They were very angry with the police. They, they don't do anything. The police turn up and they go, hmm, boo, and they all go on. Uh, I mm-hmm. didn't feel like that to good, me. Uh, what we need is a good riot. Yeah, We need it ramming it up the backside. <laughs> well, so you see, instead of all the blacks there, it'll be all the whites raiding the shops, taking the TVs. You know? Yeah, and so it should be. Yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Equality. We will qu- we'll quote the equality law under crime. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Why should all why should all the, the, the black people get all the TVs oh, so, when they go on a ride? I'll just ring you back in about fifteen minutes. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? Okay, flower. Bye bye. <laughs> So professional for the uh, interruption there with phone calls coming in. Yeah, yeah. He didn't realise you hadn't muted yourself. You see that? So unprofessional. Mm. Oh, sorry, you didn't say that, did you? Yeah, we did. Oh, do apologise. I do. I I thought because normally in the studio we just automatically muted. You know, when we when we're recording. (laughs) Um, I do apologise. Yeah, yeah. Right. Don't throw it back onto me. Nothing to do with me. Not very good, is he? No, you, you cocked up there. You shut up as well. That's it. You're muted. I'm just helping things along. Yeah, muted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that just about wraps everything up there. So, when are we rioting? Because I need three new TVs. <laughs> yes, totally agree with you, because my iron has just broke again, so I need another iron and a new duvet. No. Anybody got their Christmas lists already sorted out? <laughs> Oh yes, yes, mine is ready. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so right in Chester because that's one of the biggest shopper, shopping areas. We'll go there. We'll have a well, riot down hit, here. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to hit. I'm Summers. <laughs> yeah, forget the Nike shop. I'm going the Armani shop. Armani. Not really thought this through, have they? Yeah. Nike. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to go and get a, a jabby swimsuit. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. A man's jabby yeah. swimsuit. The ones that are going to be competing with Trevor's range. Mm. <laughs> no competition. Yeah, no chance. Open okay, okay. Right, let's move on. Let's move on. We're going to go on to the local, and the local is now. I don't know who's going to be, you know, leading on this, but there's an Ellesmere Port-based finance company called SAF Solutions. They have experienced a successful couple of years, providing 86 million in funding for modular construction projects. Modular construction projects. Hmm in the public and private sectors. They specialize in offering bespoke finance and commercial agreements to companies, enabling them to invest in new facilities. Now, who wants to go with that? Is it going to be Steve? Apparently, they've yeah, helped fund on. over 500 million worth of projects. And, you know, do you want to tell us what modular construction is, Steve? Or do you want me to say it? Uh, well, I understand it to be sort of semi-prefabricated uh, buildings, which are, you know, the, the, the built-in sections. That's right, and then they bring them in. They bring them in yeah, and assemble just, them. It's like pre, 
fabricated houses, but on a bigger scale, basically. Or they can also have, uh, like, cruise ships that are built in sort of sections where yeah. you put rooms and they're all interconnected, they bolt together, etc. things like that. My issue with this, really, to be quite honest with it, is... What, did they turn you down for a loan? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, look, stop for one minute. Don't worry Take about it. Today's just approach Warrington. Put a camera so you can get what you want. <laughs> That's right. Landlord, will you please do me a favour for once? Take a breath. No. And just hold it for quite some time. So this 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 situation um, was kind of being celebrated in a way or it was being reported on in the local press. And on online, I sort of, um, uh, you know, asked Quack um, or raised the point, uh, you know, Asking, does this qualify as PFI finance? Does this ring a bell in the local area? In other words, are we going to have any trusts or hospital or medical facilities financed in this way? I was also asked about, I asked about the interest rates. Now, bear in mind, the PFI scandal up and down the country for the past 20 plus years or so. Which we're all still paying many for many NHS trusts with huge, huge amounts of debt, which every yeah. year comes out of the budgets of those hospital trusts, uh, instead of providing direct health care. Now, my point in all of this is, while some people might think this is good for a, a private company to be having successful business by providing finance to uh, health provision, uh, buildings and such, um, is this... Should the provision of health buildings and services simply not come under the remit of the government so that the trusts and the facilities thereafter are not heavily laden with debt instead of providing health uh, care provisions to the public? I don't think this is the right thing to be doing, to be honest with you. Now, the company themselves, they will be making their case that they're doing a great job, et cetera, et cetera, in lots of different ways. I have massive concerns about what I see as the continuance of what, in my view, seemingly fits the remit of PFI. Well, if I've got the if I've got the right company, they're involved in healthcare, green technologies, modular buildings, research and innovation. Okay, so that's everything the government talk about. So. Yeah, that's right. So you know, but uh, is it a good thing that they're based no. in our area? No. Why? You want I, them based I, in Warrington? No, for the simple reason that Steve just mentioned exactly what... My first comment on this was, it's something that sounds good, too good to be true, then it is, basically. Okay. And, you know, how much profit are they going to be making? They're, they're lending lots and lots of money out. That's brilliant. But how much profit are they going to be making? Which I never, I've never even crossed my mind what Steve just mentioned then about... PFI. Well, basically, so, they're, they're, they're an interface between uh, between money and these people. So they're facilitating the money coming in. So it's it's what's being what's being utilised, how they're actually making their money to do what they're doing. And well, they're not going to be doing it free of charge, are they? That's the point. No, 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 no. no, I, no, no. I agree and with I, you. I, I fear because of the subjects that you mentioned there, Jonathan. Green. Yeah. Everything else you mentioned there is all what the governments are talking about. So where these MPs, again, doing insider trading, oh, don't, putting money don't, don't, into don't, areas don't. where they know they're going to make massive, massive amounts of money. Don't. I and, mean, and, that's just before you... And don't tell me. I've just researched this myself now. And 
and going back to what Steve said earlier on, actually, it's it's uh, it's back to Wellington Borough Council, isn't it? Well, before, we're lending them all the money. Before we go to stats, there was a story, and it was from the Guardian, so it must be. Oh, it's gospel. 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 Yeah. Shares held in secret by scores of MPs raise questions about the vested interests. Now, we did actually speak about this a long time ago. Now, yes. I'm, I'm just wondering, uh, is this is this company, does, does this company have shareholders, SAF? Where are they getting, where, you know, how are they? Well, it's worth looking at who the directors are and if they're connected to anybody in particular. Well, we could, we could check that out. I think that's worth doing, to be quite honest. It needs to be checking out, because where's the money coming from? And how much interest are they making on it, as Steve says? Yeah, how are they... That's, uh, that's a big one. The interest rates are a big one, especially when it's attached to healthcare provision, buildings for healthcare. I have a massive issue yeah. with hospital trusts being saddled for decades and decades and decades with huge amounts amounts of PFI debts. I do not want to see a continuance of private finance going into things like anything to do with healthcare provision. I really don't. That was the Labour Party, by the way, Steve. That's right. That's right, Trevor. Well, it's interesting, you know, that we were going there. It's, it is all connected because the MPs owning shares in particular companies does influence policy, you know, for people to take advantage of. I mean, you've only got to look at PPE and you can see what's going on. Go ahead, Stats. Yeah, um, we're trying to put a positive spin on it. It was just what we mentioned was needed last week, didn't we? Uh, investment for our own country. So that's refreshing. But again, I think questions have got to be asked, haven't they, about the issues that Stephen and Trevor have just raised? Yeah, like where, where the money's coming from. When you look Mark. at the Guardian thing about the MPs, I think it was a it was a little bit of a nothing burger because when you look down it, um, some of the some of the actual value in shares was, was minuscule. But there was one guy who seemed to be dabbling in everything. everything. Jonathan Django, no, Jan Nobly or something like that. Easy for you to say. Yeah. I'll leave you them names. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, he, he's, he's got an interest of nearly mm. 180 grand in Lloyd's. It's big money, isn't it? Yeah, Everyone BP. Them, yeah. No, he's not. He, he's only got a little. No, he's got nothing in BP. Persimmon, 102,000. Hmm. Persimmon house bill. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, some of them Sainsbury's. Are just like pounds. Yeah, Sainsbury's. So, I mean, I wouldn't read too much into that, but. It's, it's the ones who've got the bigger amounts in all these companies. Well, why? Why? Who's, who's telling them to, to invest, you know? Mm. But he said he said the money is in a, in some form of a blind trust. Well, that's what they all do, don't they? Because then you, there's no comeback. Oh, some of my family have got it. Because they know, don't they? They have to declare all this. And there will be conflicts of interest. Oh, yeah. But if it's one of his family members, less so then, I suppose. So. be interesting to find is out. it really less? Yeah, mm. it'll be interesting to find out. What committees he's on? Who you know? What 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 is his influence on different things? Because if MPs have got shares in, it, I don't believe that MPs should have shares in anything, because they're actually no. they're able to access very crucial information about what's going yeah. on. Very, it's still a gamble for them, isn't it? Yeah, especially yeah. if you know anybody on the Treasury Committee, you know they know what's going on. You know, it's as simple as that. So as far as I'm concerned, no, it shouldn't happen. But no, 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 no. no. no so, but they'll, they'll do what they do, and they let the family members do it instead. It's like when they ban footballers from from gambling. Well, they just get the mate to do it instead. That's right. It's going to be difficult to stop. But well, there, there should mm. be some some rules in there to actually even just attempt yeah. to stop these things because you know you can't trust people. You know, they, they, if they see an opportunity to make money, that's what they'll do. They'll make money. Yeah. It's as simple as that. 
I mean, they could include family members not being allowed, but then you'd just extend it to your friends or someone you know. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with SAF. It's just I want to know more about it because when we're talking about having buildings here with public entities, then that then brings into question where's the money coming from? Who's going to be paying for it in the end if something goes down or something goes wrong? Yeah, we know who that normally is. Yeah, well, that's, you know, the, the normal thing. So, yes, you know, it might be a positive thing. Nobody's saying that it might. It, it is. Nobody's saying that it isn't. But, you know, it's a, it's a strange one. Steve, do you want to have a final word on that? Um, I'm not convinced when it comes to the healthcare aspect of private finance. I do not think uh, healthcare provision sub- should be subjected to private finance initiatives where health trusts are saddled with huge interest payments detrimental to healthcare provision. But I don't know. I don't know that it is. It is a PFI type of project. You said earlier on the modular construction. Basically, it involves constructing building components off-site and assembling them later, saving time and minimising waste. The SAF have been involved in financing significant modular projects, such as the Willowfield Outpatients Facility at King's College Hospital, in collaboration with King's College Hospital NHS Foundation Trust and Premier Modular. Modular. Now, that's what I'm talking about. This, like, sort of, you know, it's a bit of a grey area, I, I get that, public, but it's nothing public to institutions. do with the type of building. Hold on, hold that's on. immaterial. The, a, the issue is the on. finance mechanism and, and that's uh, it. Debt. That's it. That's what I'm trying to you know to say. Okay, and so I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. I just want to know, especially when it comes to public companies borrowing money, and we all know about that in Warrington, don't we, Trevor? Oh, we certainly do. Did you see uh, Andy Carter the other day? Have his final uh, whatever it was in Parliament, that the government has gave Warrington Borough Council £20 million two years ago to buy the electric buses. And to this date, they have not ordered one. So what are they doing with the £20 million? Cash flow. I know what they're doing. They're paying off the interest rate on everything they owe. Yeah, yeah that was a week. That was a week's interest. Okay, well, all right. You know what I'm going to be doing now? I am... Calling time, calling time. Interesting conversations. Okay, shout outs, shout downs. Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Me. Trevor. Go ahead. Very important. It's just been announced that the BBC villain is Hugh Edwards. Correct. Have you seen that? Well, yep. I'm absolutely gutted because I've just sold Graham Norton two videos and six <laughs> pictures at half price. <laughs> Because I, I was convinced it was him. <laughs> I'm gutted. I could have got well about forty-seven quid for them, but I sold them for twenty-five. I'm gonna wear myself. Okay. It's not half. <laughs> anybody, anybody else? Anybody else? Go on, I'll, I'll do a shout. <laughs> Pose myself, uh, and it's got to be to the producers, directors, and everybody involved in the independent film *Sound of Freedom*. Now, this is a ch- true story about child trafficking. Oh yeah, it only had a fourteen million budget, but it took over forty million <laughs> already. Didn't um, it beat one of the major major film productions? Yeah, just funny the way 
that the, especially the left-wing media, are calling it controversial. Yeah, and they right. seem to have their big knickers in a knot over um, paedophiles. So that's very telling indeed, isn't it? I would have thought everybody would be on board with stopping that left and, wing. And, and exposing what's going on. But sadly, some of the lefty media don't want to. wonder why. Left-wing nutters. We refer to yeah. them as that. Left-wing nutters. They yeah. always, when they want to pass a comment... They always add an insult at the end of it without actually stating anything to try and cause a fight mm. so that they can actually then turn around and call you either racist, you know, discriminatory or what have you. Yeah, Gets I'd say trying to shut this film down was more controversial than the film. Yeah. Um, I suppose they've got their reasons. Indeed. <clears throat> okay, Steve, go ahead. You got your shout down or shout up or shout sideways, whatever you do. Bye. <laughs> Yes, very good, very good, gentlemen. Well, I've got to shout down, first of all, to uh, Rishi Sunak for failing to control the immigration situation and do anything about it. Rishi Sunak for his tax policy, the Bank of England for their uh, interest rate policy, and uh, the police for failing to investigate the BBC. In fact, the whole shebang that is right now this country, which is in a sorry state of affairs, and we need some proper leaders with some guts, backbone, morals and ethics. Well, totally agree with us, Dave. I don't know why you keep mentioning Essex, but yes, I agree that you should vote reform. <laughs> Especially in Warrington. And my shout down this week is to you, Edwards, because uh, it's cost me a lot of money. <laughs> All right. Well, my shout down is to Cheshire West and Jester, because guess what, guys? Um, uh, they don't respond. Yeah, well, I, I made a complaint about uh, a failure of one of the councillors to respond. And uh, that complaint was, uh, was a, a very, very honest one. And they responded by wanting to go into basically secure communications, meaning you have to go onto an online secure environment so that you communicate because they said it was sensitive information. So I've written back asking for an explanation. I didn't get one. And I, then I wrote back and I said, right, forward this to the chief executive and ask him to respond directly because I don't want our complaint to be anything else other than public because there is nothing wrong with complaining about a councillor that doesn't respond. And as far as I'm concerned, it should be totally open, honest and transparent as councillors should be towards the Nolan principles and the council's code of conduct. Steve, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say very briefly on what you've just said there. I've seen this tactic utilised by Quack in the past. Yeah. And anybody who see, seeks to go down a complaint route or anything like that, they want to tie it up nicely in closed communications. It's appalling. They The question is, on very, very serious matters, what else do they want to keep out of the public domain Indeed. and open debate? Mark, go ahead. I think, you know, like the Chinese give years like a name, like animals. Yeah. I think we should start doing that. Well, this word keeps popping up. So I think 2023 is the year of failure. In fact, every year could every just year. be failure. Failure. Because we just don't stop saying the word, do we? Year of the failures and people getting rewarded yeah. for those failures. Mm. Go ahead, Gazelle. Have the last word. Yeah, totally agree. I'll have the last word anyway. I completely agree with the Nolan principles because... I'm in the mood for dancing, <laughs> romance. All right, that's it. <laughs> I'm giving it all.
We say good night. I thank God. Okay, say good night, stats. Good night. Well, hang on, no goodbye. Someone might be having the cornflakes listening okay, to this. Yeah, well, especially in America, it could be that I'll way. Say, ta-da. Ta-da. Yeah. Ta-da. It sounded a bit scouser, lad. Ta-da. Okay, Steve, get it over and done with now. What's this? Goodbye. Oh, yes, uh, I'll do. Good, good night. Goodbye to all of our fabulous listeners. Hope you've enjoyed it. I haven't got everybody who listens to the program a little present, but I've got a special collected stone for my friends on the podcast. Okay, from yes, the top thanks. Of Snowden, a thanks. little stone as a souvenir for my trek all the way up there to get them a little souvenir. Yeah, on that's the right. Train. Yeah, and we've got a hole already dug for you. Okay, go ahead, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> See you, cock. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's a Warrington thing. It doesn't mean what you think it does. <laughs> no, 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 it means. See well, you what it means is I'll see you again. See uh, you, cock. God. Well, that's it. All right. That's it. Thank God that's all over. I'm so happy. Yeah, stop laughing, you, you traitor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Person of the Week award goes to stats. Thank you very much, sir.